We're another day closer to spring training and we still have some storylines to talk about. So who is going to be the leader or leaders of this 2020-2023 Red Sox team? You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Red Sox is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Thank you for making Locked On Red Sox your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen of every single day. I am your host, Nessens Lauren Willand, and this is our last week without baseball. From here on out, there will be baseball every single week. We made it through the offseason, pretty much made it through the offseason. Pitchers and catchers do report on February 13th. There are a few guys already down in Florida. Tanner Houck is there, Ryan Brazier, Mazataka Yoshida. The full team reports a few days after the pitchers and catchers report. And then we'll start to kind of see what we have in the newcomers and what some veterans will bring to this team. So we've been talking about storylines. And in Thursday's episode, I talked about the pitching, Chris Sale, the starting rotation, and kind of just what role will Chris Sale play? Who's going to be the odd man or odd men out of the starting rotation? And today we're going to talk about leadership and who the leaders will be of this Red Sox team because they made a lot of moves and a lot of changes in this offseason. They look a little bit different in 2023 than they did in 2022. And of course, the biggest change and the biggest subtraction from this team is Xander Bogarts. He had been a big leader in this clubhouse. We talked about his leadership and what he brought to the Red Sox during his time in Boston and J.D. Martinez as well. Even Nathan Avaldi, even though pitchers aren't normally tabbed as leaders in the clubhouse, but you could definitely say Avaldi was one of them. They're all gone now, so that begs the question, who's going to be the leader or the leaders of the Red Sox clubhouse when the season begins in just a few short weeks? And what sparked the idea for this specific episode was that I was listening to the the Chris Rose podcast, part of John Boy Media, and Kike Hernandez was on the podcast and he was talking about leadership of the Red Sox. And Kike Hernandez knows what it takes to, to be a World Series contending team, to have all that hype around you to be a postseason team and what a team needs and what what needs to be made up of, what kind of players are needed for a World Series slash postseason contending team. He knows all about that when he was with the Dodgers and he had a lot of success there and they had good leaders. They had good leaders on that Dodgers team. And on this podcast, he said that specifically signing Justin Turner was going to help change the culture of the clubhouse, which I thought was interesting because you look back at last year and they're clearly just was no, I don't want to say chemistry, but there was something missing from this team. And I don't think it was leadership. I just think there was so much had gone wrong for the Red Sox and they just could not get on the same page. And when you're struggling as bad as they did last year, it's hard. And maybe Justin Turner will bring that kind of leadership. But something that Kike Hernandez said, he said that it was something that I'm proud of being able to pull him away from there and everything he did for that team, that city he's still doing. Now, Hernandez is referring to how he was a big-time recruiter for Justin Turner to come to the Red Sox, and he really helped make that kind of happen. And he goes on to say, I get to have one of my buddies here again. It's a guy that's going to help turn around this clubhouse. Man, we're going to look a lot different this year, and we need it. 
I felt that we needed some guys that were not just good on the field, that had the ability to change the culture in the clubhouse. And I know for a fact that's a guy that can do that. Now, those comments definitely are interesting because he said that the clubhouse needed a change and he has that Turner has the ability to do that. And Turner, you know, he's not he's not a rookie. He's not 28, 29 years old. He's been in Major League Baseball for a long time. He's also been part of, of course, the Dodgers team, the World Series teams. And and when you're around for as long as someone like Turner, you you go through ups and downs. You go through highs and lows. And he knows maybe how to pull the team out of it and keep their heads above water, even when things just seem to be going wrong. Maybe that's what the Red Sox were missing last year. And that's not a knock on, on Bogarts at all. Just watching the team around him just not be as good as they should have been. And it's hard to deal with uh, these guys. They're emotional players. They want to be good. They want their team to to be better than they were the night before. And the Red Sox just could not seem to get out of their own way. And there's always room for another veteran voice, right? And the leader. And there's a lot of new faces in this clubhouse. So maybe this is a great time for the Red Sox to kind of have that fresh start and get a new sort of leader and kind of just bigger voice in the clubhouse. I think of the Bruins and I know I'm I reference the Bruins quite a bit here, but Patrice Bergeron is the captain. He's been the captain of the team for the last few seasons. He's been with the team for 19 seasons and he's not the the biggest vocal leader. He's very reserved. He's more of a quiet leader. And then before when Zdeno Chara was here, you know, he was kind of the bigger voice literally and figuratively. But with Bergeron taking over this team, you know, players just respect him. They know when he said that they listen when he says something. And even though he's not always the most vocal leader and he kind of he's more of like a quiet leader, there's Nick Felino, who's kind of the rah-rah guy, who gets the guys fired up. If you ever watch any of the behind the B footage or just scenes from the locker room, he is constantly getting these guys more motivated. Think back on the Winter Classic when they were down to the Penguins. He was telling them they played their worst hockey. They looked like crap out there. And they needed to go out. They needed to win this game. And that's exactly what they were going to do. And they ended up doing that. So just kind of get that extra veteran voice. And like Turner, Nick Felino has been in the NHL for a long time. He's been a captain of teams. He's been in playoffs. And he knows what it takes for to help this team turn around. Maybe Justin Turner will kind of bring that kind of rah-rah energy to the Red Sox. And Jake talks a lot about personality and players who have a lot of personality on this team. And yes, it's great to have that, but if you only have that kind of personality and you don't have any kind of meaning behind it or a lot of oomph behind it, players probably won't want to get behind that, but they'll want to get behind somebody who has that motivation, who has the experience as well. And maybe Turner will be very good for this clubhouse. I think he will be. I never had any issue with with the actual signing. It's just, it's one of those signings that's like, oh, it would have been sick five years ago, but you think that he's already he's already posting funny Instagrams about being in Boston and kind of already taking up to the culture and obviously being with Kike Hernandez being reunited with him certainly will it's always good going into a newer place when you have somebody that you've had success with and we know that Kike wants to be successful i mean he was part of the 2021 team that was had a lot of fun going through that postseason was two games away from the world series and everything that we've talked about from the 2022 season I never really thought the culture of the clubhouse could have been any sort of problem or something that needed to change. And maybe it's not even that they need a change, but they kind of need that stability because they, when they got rid of Mookie Betts, then eyes turned to Xander Bogarts. And it was always, are the Red Sox going to re-sign Xander Bogarts? That was such a storyline hanging over 
Boston's head. And it was just, it was constant. The, the, everyone was questioning it. Everyone knew that Xander Bogarts could be a free agent after the 2022 season. And lo and behold, he certainly was. And we all know what happened next. So Turner could be a good guy for this clubhouse. And I, I that made me think, who are some other candidates that could be tabbed as, as a leader for the Red Sox? And I think Raphael Devers is the obvious choice, right? Because even though he's young, he's pretty much the face of the franchise and he can really kind of solidify himself as the face of the franchise this year. And now that he's signed to his 10-year extension, fans have that peace of mind that he's not going anywhere. Players who come in know that he's not going anywhere. And he's learned a lot from people like J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts. They've had such a great impact on Raphael Devers. But, you know, he's not... He's kind of, I feel like he's more one of those like rah-rah guys that is just able to kind of make guys rally around him. And he's just, he's, you know, he's always having fun. His ex his expressions speak for themselves. And, you know, maybe he's just that, that guy that the, the team builds around and they want to play with Raphael Devers and kind of like, you know, he doesn't need to say much. He just needs to kind of be there, show up and give us all what he's been doing since he's been in the Red Sox organization. So I don't know if I want to say by default he'll be a leader, but I think that he'd want that responsibility. He wants he wants a good team around him, and he knows that if he's going to be here for the next 10 years and the Red Sox will want to build around him, then he's going to show, like, hey, like I am certainly worth coming here to play with. And the more you build around him, the more that, that clubhouse culture just kind of builds. And Chris Sale also could be a leader, and I know I talked about Evaldi with pitchers not really being – kind of tabbed as the leader, but I think Chris Sale could do that. First of all, he certainly has the personality to do it. We've seen him. We saw him in 2018 rallying that Red Sox team and just being like, we have to get to him. He has two pitches. I'm pretty sure he was talking about Rich Hill at the time. And just the emotion that he constantly shows, it gets teams riled up. And yeah, I mean, you can look at him mean, thinking about his past with cutting up the uniforms and obviously smashing the TV in Worcester and just being like, this guy is scary. Like we don't want to mess with him. We want to get, we don't want to be the reason that he gets mad and just kind of being that, that fearless leader. And he knows what to say. Players respect him. He's also been around in, in MLB for a long time. And he, Chris Sale also has a huge season ahead of him. So maybe he'd be more focused on that this year than trying to be more of a leader, but and he'll be, he'll be somebody else too that people will be keeping an eye on and, Maybe he'll take his his role as a veteran on this team and one of the longer tenured players on this Red Sox team seriously and try to just, again, motivate the guys around him, maybe help Justin Turner motivate the, the team around him to be a solid, better team in 2023 than they were in 2022. So my question to you is, who is your leader for the 2023 Red Sox team? And yes, I think Raphael Devers, like I said earlier in this segment, is the kind of the obvious choice, but who is somebody maybe you're looking at to either step up or take over kind of as a leader and get this team motivated. And in the second segment of our Locked On Red Sox podcast, we need to talk about the middle infield because now with Trevor Story set to miss significant time due to his elbow injury and the surgery, it's become something to talk about. And that's exactly what we'll do in the second segment. But if you're a betting person, you'll want to stick around while I tell you about FanDuel because this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party, which is this Sunday, is FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. And we here at Locked On are so excited to welcome our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, 
That's even better because they have so many great features on their app that make betting on sports fun and easy. It doesn't make you feel like you're a first-time better or newer better. I am new to this. They just legalized sports betting in Massachusetts. It's opened at the casinos. Mobile betting will be here in Massachusetts in one month. I believe it's March 10th. So one month from today. And using FanDuel makes it so easy. It's all right there. It's not confusing. It's very straightforward. And it's something that I'm very grateful for because when you go into something new, it's kind of scary. It's kind of intimidating. Not at FanDuel. And you can download FanDuel now because Super Bowl 57 is just a few days away. Chiefs and Eagles, it's going to be a great game. And you can do a Super Bowl 57 bet with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line, which is my personal favorite, the point spreads to who will score a touchdown first. Like I said, I'm a money line kind of person. It's the easiest one for me. I'm sure I'll start to dabble in more as I get more familiar with FanDuel. And best of all, the FanDuel Sportsbook app, it's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So you don't have to wait. It's there instantly. The second you win, you can just cash out and you have your winnings. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And be sure to check out Locked On MLB's prospects to make it your second listen. Host Lindsey Crosby, he's a prospect encyclopedia. It's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So the middle infield is something that the Red Sox have a question mark here for. Trevor Story was supposed to move to short, and then he underwent elbow surgery and will miss significant time. Still no real timeline. He did tell fans and reporters at Winter Weekend that he does expect to play this year, but we don't have a a real timeline on when he could return. It could be after the All-Star break. By the time he returns, the Red Sox could be so far out of it or they could be so far in it that... His return could mean a lot for the Red Sox or mean nothing at all. And if the Red Sox are cruising, do you want to mess up what they have going? A a lot of questions surrounding the middle infield. But what we do know is that Trevor Story is going to miss some time. Kike Hernandez is going to, sounds like he's going to be the shortstop. And then that leaves, you know, second base because he is a second baseman. But it also leaves a hole in center field. But talk about the middle infield because Story's absence does leave a bit of a gap here. So the Red Sox were 51 and 43 when Trevor Story played in 2022. And when he didn't play, the Red Sox were 27 and 41. So let's pretend that the Red Sox are done making any kind of trades, acquisitions, anything. The Red Sox three middle infield are the Red Sox three middle infielders are Kike Hernandez, Adalberto Mondesi, and Christian Arroyo. And they'll kind of share the the shortstop and the second base duties. And the big question here is, can Mondesi and Arroyo stay healthy? Christian Arroyo has had a lot of injury history, and it was hard for him to stay healthy. It was hard for a lot of people to stay healthy last year for the Red Sox, but he is somebody that is going to see an expanded role in 2023. He missed 17 games because of a left groin strain, and then eight games um, because he had COVID in 2022. And nothing you can do when you get sick, but you want your middle infield, especially your middle infield, to be healthy. And then you look back to 2021, Arroyo missed 16 games with a hand contusion, 13 games with a knee knee bruise, 31 games because of his left hamstring, and then 22 games because of COVID. So COVID has just ravaged this guy, but we know that Christian Arroyo is a capable second baseman. 
but to he, I don't think he's an everyday player, which then you bring in Mondesi and maybe you can platoon them, but you want, you want your best infield. You want your best players on the field. You want a good product on the field. And it, this will be a big, a big year for Arroyo because he is taking on that expanded role. And then you look at Mondesi. He has fewer than 400 games across his major league career, which has been seven years. He's played in 358 games. He tore his ACL last year. He only played in 15 games. So, of course, when you hear the the, the ACL injury, you want to make sure he's 100% healthy. And in 2021, he only played 35 games. So you have two players who could be playing at second base who have an injury history and you just hope that they can stay healthy and healthy enough to make it through the 162 game season. And of course they still can add players. I mean, we've talked about the trade market, but time is running out and hopefully Arroyo and Mondesi can stay healthy in spring training in the regular season and be prepared for the, this expanded role. I mean, you can prepare yourself for the next few weeks for in spring training, hopefully in the off season, they've been putting in work. Bloom has discussed adding middle infielders from the trade market, but it's been very, very quiet on that front, really across the league. We had the NBA trade deadline on Thursday. So I was like, this would be the perfect time for the Red Sox to just kind of do a little news dump and make a, make a quiet move. But they have not, it's, I don't right now. I mean, it feels like this is, this is the roster. This is who they're going to go with. And the only one that with the middle infield, you look at it and you're like, you're comfortable with Kike at shortstop. I mean, he has limited time there too, but you are confident with him because he's a fantastic athlete. The Red Sox threw him in center field and he could have won a gold glove at that point. Last year, of course, he dealt with the hematoma in his hip and was much better after he got that drained and taken care of. So I'm not too worried about him at shortstop and I'm not too worried about his ability to play the infield at all. It is Christian Arroyo and Mondesi just due to that injury history and the un- the inability to be able to stay healthy long enough to play long term throughout the season. But you look at Arroyo, the Red Sox fans know his history with injuries, and hopefully he's just put in the work to try to stay healthy. And there's no reason to think he won't be motivated coming into the season. I mean, a lot of players are going to have bigger roles because of people who have been traded, who have been DFA'd, who have signed elsewhere in free agency. And there's a ton of new faces here and you don't want your butt to be on the chopping block because you can't stay healthy. We have one more segment here on the Locked On Red Sox podcast. As always, we'll end the show in the mental health minute after I tell you about Built Bar because you know how much I love Built Bar. You know me by now. I love Built Bars. They're my favorite go-to snack. I had one as soon as I got out of the gym this morning, just waiting for me in my car. And we are midway through February, just about. It's crazy how fast this month has already flown by. We are well into the new year and some people are still sticking with their resolutions. Some people are struggling. I am one of those who just struggles, but I do like to make my health and fitness a priority, whether it's the new year or whether it's June or July in the same year. And being able to kind of stay on track eating healthy, Built Bar helps with that. And a lot of it is because it tastes like a candy bar, even though you're eating something healthy for you. And they do that because they cover the Built Bars, all every single one of their Built Bars is covered in 100% real chocolate. So you get the taste of a candy bar and not all the calories that come with it. Built Bar is great for any sort of lifestyle that you live. The macros are amazing. And like I said, covered in 100% real chocolate. You cannot go wrong. There's a flavor for literally anyone. My favorite is cookie dough. There's coconut almond, there's brownie batter, there's regular chocolate. There is something for everyone. And we've talked about, for you can go to built.com 
place your order and wait for the boxes to show up at your door. But now you can just go to Walmart, you can go to the pharmacy section, pick up a box there. Or if you're closer to a Sam's Club, you can walk right in and go get your box of Belt Bar. So there's no more waiting unless you have the patience of a saint and you want to go to Belt.com and have your order shipped to your door. That's perfectly fine too. But if you're impatient like me, head on over to a Walmart or a Sam's Club and pick up your Belt Bars today. Today's Mental Health Minute is very, very simple. If you're in the New England area, it's going to be pretty nice this weekend. It is 50 degrees. I'm checking my watch right now. It is 57 degrees right now, and it's February 10th. It's unseasonably warm. I'm not complaining at all. I love the feel of the spring-like weather. My backyard is an absolute muddy mess, but I don't even care because I would rather this than having to shovel snow, ice my steps, make sure that everything is okay, that I don't fall, my husband doesn't fall, my dog doesn't slip. Black ice is just so scary, I hate it, so I'm glad that it's almost 60 degrees. But the mental health minute this week is just enjoy the weekend, whether that's decompressing and you know, reading a good book, sitting outside, enjoying the sun, getting some vitamin D, enjoy the Super Bowl, go to a party, see your friends, download FanDuel and bet on the Super Bowl and just have a very, very good weekend. It's been so crucial for the last few weeks, especially for me to take the, the weekends for me and do things I actually enjoy and be like, no, my laundry can wait. It's okay if I have to do it the night before work. The dishes in the sink, they'll be there when I get home. I can just throw them in the dishwasher when I get back and just take time for you and kind of put yourself back in the moment, reset yourself, and enjoy the weekend ahead. Thank you for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Locked On Red Sox right here on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify. The Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast, is where you can find us. You can also find us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox. You can find Jake, who will be back next week, at Jake Iggy, and then me, La 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 Lauren, three laws, Lauren with four R's. Be sure to check out all the other shows across the Locked On Network, Locked On Phillies, Locked On Astros, Locked On Yankees. Everyone does such a great job here, and we are getting pumped because our pitchers and catchers report next week. We are excited. Baseball is back. Spring is right around the corner. We live in New England. Spring seems like it's already here, but baseball is almost back. We'll be moving to five days a week very, very shortly. We've been doing three days a week while the offseason kind of drags on and now we get to enjoy five days a week of baseball storylines baseball content and hopefully we'll see what this Red Sox team starts to look like check back next week for Locked on Red Sox we're going to continue talking about storylines we'll be keeping up with the Red Sox as they start to report to Fort Myers and we'll do some roster projections some lineup projections what we think our opening day lineup will look like and everything in between until then have a wonderful weekend we'll see you next week as always, let's go Red Sox.